Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. How are you guys doing? How are things? Huh? Feeling pretty good this week, aren't we? How about that? We will talk about the Maryland Black Bears and their third straight sweep, baby. You gotta love that. Uh, we'll also talk about the Stevenson Club team. Uh, they had the Turtle Cup number three this weekend. And Glen Elk High School also participated in U.S. Nationals um, ahead of this, as well as Stevenson University D3 having some awards. Uh, but speaking of Nationals, the uh, Chesapeake Bay Lightning are taking part in the Nationals this Thursday through the weekend. Uh, my interview with... Uh, Amber Moore and Hillary Murphy is up right now. If you haven't heard it, go listen to it. Um, great chat with both of them. They're just very insightful, great, very great people, very upbeat. Uh, you got to like that. Very cool, very personable people. And then a uh, good history of the club and a history of their background and everything like that. So uh, check that out. It was an awesome time, and we'll be following through with that uh, next week about what ha happened with them going into Nationals. Uh, so let's get started here. Well, we're already started, but let's let's talk a little bit about the Maryland Black Bears. Now, I didn't ask for much. I just asked that maybe, just maybe, a win on my birthday on Friday. Maybe, just maybe, doubling down on that, a win for Craig Worthington, former Baltimore Orioles third baseman. And the Maryland Black Bears did just that. They said, you know what? Friday will give you a treat. Saturday will make you work for it. Because Craig Worthington, who really knew him, Leo Gomez was a better third baseman, um, to, which is debatable. <laughs> but uh, Friday night was a uh, solid night for your Maryland Black Bears as they took down the Northeast Generals two to nothing in a game that uh, you know it was not not really much happened in the first, a bit a tete a tete going uh, going forward as Maryland got off to a quick start and then Northeast started to come back get their uh, legs about them. And, uh, in fact, the entire game, Northeast outshot Maryland 36-22. to But it wasn't until the Black Bears' uh, third power play, brought to you by Gonzaga High School Hockey, where Daniel Colabufo cashed in with his seventh of the season with uh, 5.30 remaining in the second. Sean Kilcullen and Brandon Piku on that one. Piku had a great game in terms of just being able to gather. And then that power play as well. Piku just had a great uh, sense to be able to pick up the rebounds off of shots from Kilcullen from the point, from Gaudette from the point, and be able to move the puck around really well, to f and then finally ending up with Colabufo potting his seventh of the year, making it one to nothing. Northeast battled back in a big, big way, and um, you know they put shots on shots on shots on shots on Michael Morelli, who was equal to the task each and every time. And it's it's interesting because when 36 shots came up at the end of the game, I'm just like, wow, like. It didn't seem, when watching it, didn't seem like a lot. Uh, it didn't seem like that many, but apparently it was. But Michael Morelli, and then the defense, a great job just clearing out the area to make uh, to allow Morelli to have just eyes on the puck. Uh, Friday night was a game where they, he just had eyes on the puck. He was focused in on it, able to catch everything. Defense was keeping people out of the danger areas uh, and the puck out of the danger area as well. So that was a good effort on their part and the third period with uh, just 308 remaining in the game Garrett Sidlowski goes a nice little wrap around the net something you don't see went super wide coming down the right hand side picking up a pass from Connor Cole had the patience and wherewithal to use his speed to just come around the back of the net put it past 
Uh, Anton Castro, who made some pretty great saves in the game for Northeast. And uh, Garrett Sislowski puts home his ninth of the season from Cole and Jude Curtis. And that was uh, all she wrote on that one. 2 nothing the final. Michael Morelli, 36 of 36. A big, big game for him. Uh, and a big, big game for this team. Obviously, every point matters uh, for the Maryland Black Bears right now because we are going into a bit of a hellish week, which we'll talk about here in a minute. But the job ain't done yet for the weekend as the Black Bears had to go back on Saturday. And this was a dogfight. This game was quite the dogfight on both sides of the puck. Uh, Northeast plays a super heavy game. Uh, and you got to give it to Brian Erickson on that, having his team ready to go. And his team knew. This is a veteran bunch. We've seen a lot of these guys for a while. Um, so they knew what was at hand, especially with playoffs and everything like that. They play a heavy game. And they kind of wore down the Black Bears a little bit with their uh, physicality, uh, with always being right on the puck. Uh, first period yielded nothing for either team, but in the second period, uh, right off the bat, Maryland gets on the board first. Nice little pass from Hunter McCoy, uh, being able to time uh, Philip Tornquist going into the zone uh, just perfectly, and then Tornquist rips it past Hugo Haas, uh, 105 into the period for his third of the year. McCoy and Aiden McDowell on the assist. McDowell making the up, uh, the outlet pass to McCoy on that one. However, it wasn't uh, a lot of rest on your Laurel situation. It's, uh, 30 seconds later, Tyler Cooper of Northeast pots home his eighth on a beautiful like one-handed shove into the net going over Michael Morelli. And uh, that's that's what's, not much you could do on that one. It's one of those deals where he play, had an amazing play, and it went in, and uh, we're tied up. One of the things I did see on Saturday that I did not see on Friday was the defense playing a little bit, I guess, kind of loosey-goosey in the own zone, if that's a technical term. They weren't as crisp with their passes. It seemed like even in the neutral zone and even in the offensive zone, the passes were a tick or two behind where they needed to be uh, on the intended receiver. But at the same time, it was a situation where they uh, they, they kind of if they did it on Friday they got away with it a little better Saturday not so much a uh, couple times Michael Morelli had to come up big in those instances where there are pretty big giveaways but uh, that's good that he was able to to make up for it unfortunately not always perfect these things happen turn the puck over when he's trying to play the puck uh, with 7:23 left and Matthew uh, Bozar with his seventh pots at home kind of a give me on that one Morelli just mishandled the puck. Couldn't get set back in position. Bozar is the goal. And uh, Northeast is up 2-1. to one. But a flair for the dramatics. The Maryland Black Bears always are. Sometimes at their detriment. And there was a rush going the other way. Aiden McDowell jumping into the play. Uh, Saul shot the entire time. And you could see it through his head as he made the jailbreak. He had someone on his wing. But he knew he was going to shoot. And with a shot like his, why not? Wired at home with 2.3 seconds Remaining in the frame for his third of the year. Philip Tornquist on the assist with a nice outlet pass to him. Reed Liebold gets the secondary for his 11th. It was 2-2 going into the third, and the third period really solved nothing. Both teams trying to get shots on. A lot of chances in front. Hugo Haas, Michael Morelli, very equal to the task, doing their dang things. And then in the overtime, started off really sketch. As Cam Gaudet had a uh, tripping call with two with a second left in the third period, Maryland's penalty kill was great all weekend long. Killed off all seven uh, power play attempts, and they were able to get some offense there late into the game. But overtime solved nothing. We go to the skills competition. Connor Cole starts it off with a goal, rips one home, 
And then it was stops all around. David Andrew Chuck for the Generals beat Morelli in the third round when he needed to. But Garrett Sidlowski in the first extra frame goes in, times his speed just perfectly, goes blocker side on Haas, uh, backhand shelf, and that is game. That is sweep as the Black Bears take foe of foe points in this weekend. Morelli with 31 saves on the game, uh, and that's a that's a whole lot of saves this weekend. If you do the math, that's 67 saves of 69 shots. Nice. And uh, because of that, Mr. Morelli is a star of the week, brought to you by Bauer Hockey. He takes home the East Division crown, his second of the season for star of the week, sixth overall for the Black Bears this year. 15th overall in franchise history. Morelli has been tremendous as the workhorse there. And I forgot to mention, silly me, I've been checking just the regular season records, but a couple weekends ago, I think it was the Johnstown victory. He set the record for single season and for most wins as a Black Bears goaltender with 11. He is now at 13. The, the beat goes on for Mr. Michael Morelli in all of this. So what does this leave for the Black Bears right now? Currently, they have a nice little cushion uh, with the uh, with eight points between them and the Northeast Generals. Danbury uh, lost all three games against Maine. Shout out to the Nordiques for uh, helping out the Black Bears. So the uh, Danbury Hattricks have 35 points, so that's 12 behind the Black Bears, but they also have uh, six games in hand. However, here's where the hell week comes in. So the Maryland Black Bears this week have six games in eight days. They have Friday night and Saturday night against Northeast at Northeast. Then Monday afternoon and Tuesday afternoon, they are in Danbury. Then Thursday night and Friday night, they are back home against New Jersey. Six games in eight days. And they have a brief period. They have a one-off in Johnstown. And then they're back home for their final games against Northeast uh, at the Den uh, in mid-May. I don't know. I think it's May 14th and 15th. Uh, however, the Dan- the Northeast Generals have 10 games left. Okay? So that's a possible 20 points if they win out. I don't... Uh, the schedules are weird. They're not... The, apparently, they're not going to be an even number of games, which I find atrocious in my sense. I, I don't think that's right because somehow, some way, if the Black Bears get to their 54 games and... Northeast has 60, and they beat them by one point or three points. Like It's like that's they had f- six more games. So I don't know what's going on with that. In any case, uh, what's even worse is the Danbury Trash, uh, Danbury Trashers, the Danbury Junior Hattricks, they have 15 games in 24 days coming up. Um, so they have games this weekend, so they're going to kind of be as tired as Maryland, but that doesn't stop for them. They play midweek multiple times in the next three weeks. It's going to be some tired bodies by the end of it. And that's just to reach 54. Apparently, I heard from uh, Nathan Fournier of the uh, Lewiston Sun Journal. Uh, he told me that the NHL is saying you have to get a – he heard on the Danbury feed uh, that the NHL said you have to have a minimum of 54 games to make the playoffs. So I don't know what happens in a scenario where the Black Bears get their 54, but they're a point behind Northeast who has 60 if it goes – Win percentage, point percentage. I don't know how this whole thing works, or how the NAHL is going to attack this. Because I think that the that needs to be addressed too to the league and and brought out to everybody how that's going to be addressed. Because it seems like the East Division is the only division that has this problem. 
Uh, everyone else kind of is – every other division is kind of in line with each other in terms of where they're going. So I wonder what the NAHL is going to do about this. It would be interesting to see what the uh, the brass up there has to say. So, uh, But the, the matter at hand, the Black Bears just have to worry about themselves. Uh, they have eight points ahead, and they have four games against the Generals. They start off this weekend against the Generals. You take four points from there – Boom, your money. And then you worry about things going on from that point forward. So we will see what happens. Six games, eight days, starting this weekend. Going to be a whole lot of Black Bears hockey in your face holes uh, on my hockey TV. And uh, also if you go to the Den on Thursday, Friday night for that. So we will see what goes about this going forward with the Black Bears. Let's, uh, LFG, boys. Let's go. Let's, we can do this. You can make it happen. What a streak it's been. One of the hottest teams in the NHL. 7-0-1 is their streak. Points in nine of their last ten games. 8-1-1 in their last ten. That's pretty solid. That's pretty damn solid. Come together. Let's make it happen. You and the captain make it happen. Let's get this done and move onward. The ACHA Division II Stevenson University men's team played the third edition of the Turtle Cup this weekend. And the blue team stopping the supremacy of the purple team as uh, they go 4-0-1 in the round robin and semifinals to get the big dub and the big championship in this one. The blue team uh, consisted of uh, uh, captain of this team, Zach Garneau, who is the uh, who, who made things happen there with four goals and three assists. The, uh, Kenneth Burkhart had a, a goal and three assists. Josh Watterson, with three goals, three assists. Jake Shoulders leading the goal scoring with five goals and two assists. And finally, Connor Melvin with uh, two goals in all of those games being had. Second place was the Orange Squad as uh, they uh, finished just short in this one. They had Coach Matt Berry with two goals and three assists. Uh, Captain Connor Wakowski with two goals and an assist. Eric Bennett, sophomore, he had a goal and two assists. Ryan Kelly, a freshman, a goal and assist. And Jacob Claymash Kresge with two goals in that one. Coming in third place, the Red Squadron. They had their captain of uh, Chris Robinson, freshman center. He had a goal and an assist, while Joe Gary had a, uh, had a goal in this tournament. Trevor Hunt. With a goal and an assist, Aaron Revenant with four assists throughout the tournament, and Daniel Tregobov with two goals in this whole one. And the purple team, who had reigned supreme in this whole situation, they'd won the last two, did not win a third one at all. Logan Orr, the captain, three goals and assists, pulled his weight. Brendan Jesse, two goals and an assist in this one. Matt Doan, the freshman, he had an assist in that. Uh, and uh, Dylan Candelana and Sean Blahat with uh, nothing to show for it overall. When you look at everything happened, Marcos Palacos, 3-4-1, two, go- 2 GAA, 18 goals against over all the games, over nine games, and David Shahadi, 4-3-2, GAA with 15 goals against over that. So fun and games in the interest squad, keeping things like keeping things going as they'll go to uh, play Alverna, Alvernia this weekend for a one-off and we'll have a little uh, little review of that and see what happens going forward with this squad 
if there's any more games uh, to put forth in the D2 season for the ACHA. I know they just had nationals. So I think it's just a matter now of this team just getting ice time, getting the guys out out there, and then building towards next year as well. Glen Elg High School, they uh, participated in the high school nationals this past weekend in Omaha, Nebraska. And uh, it was it was a learning experience, that's for dang sure. They had some pretty damn tough opponents. They start off with the Dinah, uh, Dinah High School, who has been quite the uh, bit of a dynasty in the Minnesota High School State Tournament. Uh, the first game on Thursday, uh, 7-0, a uh, Dinah puts it home on that. And I think Glen Elg also had a bit of a disadvantage, uh, only having, it looked like 13 skaters the entire tournament. So that's... That's always a downside uh, to have something like that. First game, no one put any points on the board. Um, 20 shots to 46. Blake Hunter in net, 39 stops in this one going forward. Then on uh, Friday, uh, Park City. Park City, Utah took on Glenel. Glenel gets the dub in this one, 5-2 to two in what was quite a feisty game as there were a couple 10-minute misconducts going to Glenel. Carson Stickley. Uh, Alexander Chamada uh, and uh, Aaron Roeklinson with 10-minute uh, misconducts on this one for charging, uh, cross-checkings, head contacts, all kinds of weird stuff going on there. But uh, they get the job done in this one. Stickley gets a goal and assist for his troubles. Thomas Tracy, two goals, two assists. Uh, Roekline uh, with uh, two assists. Alexander Chimata with a goal and Christopher Barnard with uh, a goal and two assists. And this one, Blake Hunter, 21 saves in the winning effort. Uh, trying to get into advance to the uh, playoff side of things didn't happen as they took on Valor Christian from Colorado. Valor Christian comes up uh, victorious 9-2 to in this one. Shots were not even close. 52-9 to were the shots in this one. So you got to figure uh, Mr. Blake Hunter was a little bit uh, a little bit shifty here. I'm I'm very confused by this because they had Blake Hunter in goal, 29 saves. Then they had Gregory Kelly in goal for four saves, uh, and then Aaron uh, Rokline was is listed here as a goalie, but he's also listed as a scorer. I don't know overall. Carson Sickley Stickley with a goal and an assist. Isa Mansour with a goal and an assist as well. But, uh, yeah, not just overpowered on this one. A good effort, a learning effort for Glen Elg. And uh, you know what? These guys will come out of this stronger. They'll come out of this better knowing what they can do and uh, know what makes a super powerhouse in the USA hockey situation of things. So we will have to see what progresses from this, see what other Maryland teams next year go about this. And uh, props to, to Glen Elg going out there, making things happen with the shortened team but still getting a dub out of that, representing Maryland very proudly. So congratulations uh, to Glenn Elg on this one. Uh, the Stevenson University Mustangs NCAA side of things, they had themselves, uh, there was a lot of hardware handed out last week uh, for the side of things in terms of major awards and first-team All-Americans and all kinds of stuff there. We'll start with uh, the, uh, the, the ladies' side of things as uh, they got five all-conference players in the MAC, and Trin Barkless uh, repeated as Offensive Player of the Year from the MAC Conference. 
Barclays played superbly this year in the shortened season. Nine goals, 19 points in only 12 games with a plus four in all of this. This is coming off her all-MAC first team and Offensive Player of the Year last year. So she had earned her stripes in this one. Obviously, Player of the Year, going to be first team in all-conference. Aslan Bray also joined Barkless in the first team selection. Nikki Kendrick and uh, Callie Josaliga were named to the second team, while Anika, uh, Annika Carlander uh, was named to honorable mentions for all of this one. So very, very cool uh, for all of them to get notif- uh, noticed in all this. I think it's a big, big boost and shows what Tori Emhoff has done with this team, be able to build a contender each and every year. So shout out to the ladies on that one. Uh, the men... Six all-conferences, five on the first team, which shows you, my goodness, uh, Dominic Dawn is also building a huge contender out of there. For the individual awards, Aaron Murray, named Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, He had a hell of a season. And, you know, his uh, senior year, making the most of it. Ten points in 14 games. He was co-defensive player of the year last season and first team, uh, as well as all UCHC second team. So he closes out his college career in a nice way. Mac Lowry with a Rookie of the Year nod. And Lowry was just on fire for this team. He was a heck of a pickup with 17 points, including 10 goals in only 16 games. Was quite the uh, quite the spark for the Mustangs going forward. Dominic Dawes, Coach of the Year. What can you say about him coming over, bringing his pedigree that he brought from Newman to get that team to a national championship, kind of building another team here. Uh, in that Murray and Lowry named to first team Ryan Patrick the junior Blake Coleman first year and Ryan Kenny the sophomore were named to the first team first year player Eric Olson former NAHL player named to the LMAC second team so pretty dang good this is the second time for uh for Patrick all conference uh, Coleman ranked third in the team with 13 points Kenny was kind of like Mac Lowry was last year just a very good uh, recruit for this squad. So the Mustang men, the Mustang women, Stevenson really building up a heck of a culture for hockey uh, around the Reisterstown area. So we will see how this builds off for next year, what kind of recruits they can get in, if they can pluck Mac Lowry, uh, a type in all of this. So congratulations to both uh, the women and men's squad to make things happen uh, on the ice and uh, going forward, building off of this, hopefully into next season where we get a full schedule of events to show what these teams can really do on the national stage. Let's get to some players. Uh, we'll start off, uh, we do this alphabetically, <laughs> by and large. Uh, Sam Annis is our first guy, and boy, did he have himself a week. Uh, since we last spoke with you, four assists in three games uh, with Utica, as there's been some interesting situations with minor league hockey in Utica. That's for another podcast in general. Uh, but uh, four assists in three games. Sam Annis not missing a beat after coming back down from the taxi squad uh, for the St. Louis Blues ahead of things. Mike Chen on Friday, uh, honoring my birthday with a one-assist game for him, even though the Pensacola Ice Flyers drop one to the Macon Mayhem, the Macon Mayhem making the uh, being the top team in the SPHL on that. Will Margell had himself a Friday night as well, a goal and three assists in a wild one against the New Jersey Titans that finished 9-6 to six in favor of Johnstown. So Margell with, uh, with a 16-game point streak snapped uh, against the Black Bears last, sun, uh, last Saturday, 
now makes up for it. But then Saturday uh, got tripped up. Didn't get a point on that one, but uh, such is life on this. Jarrett Rossberg uh, got a goal on uh, Thursday, his first of the year, his second professionally, as the Texas Stars dropped a sweep to the uh, San Jose Barracuda on that one. Aaron Dazzo and the Green Bay Gamblers picked up a victory on Saturday. 30 saves for Randazzo in that one, 938 save percentage if you're scoring at home or even if you're alone. And that'll do it. That is all the players. How about that? Well, that's it. That's all. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, again, check out my interview with uh, Hillary Murphy and Amber Moore on the uh, the podcast stream. Go check out the Chesapeake Bay Lightning and their national tournament. Check out the Maryland Black Bears and their strive to the playoffs. And check out, I'm pretty sure, the Stevenson game will be on Facebook. You can check out the Stevenson club team. A lot of hockey still going on, and it's late April. It's not even playoff hockey yet. We got that going for us. Uh, In the meantime, in between time, stole that one. Uh, You guys have a wonderful time. Uh, Whatever games you decide to watch and follow, we'll have a bit of a recap going forward on next week. May push it to Wednesday just because uh, what's happening with the Black Bears at the early part of the week. We will see what happens. Um, I might make that judgment call. Uh, you know what? We'll make it here. Uh, next week's show will be put out Wednesday morning. So got that going for you. Okay? Uh, that's it. That's all. Uh, I'm Scotty Watts. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week on uh, the Face Off Hockey Show media faction of Podcast Networking. Don't know what that means. You can find us uh, on the socials, Chesapeake HW Pod, on both Facebook and Twitter. And you guys have a wonderful week. Go play that clutch and crab hockey. And I will talk to you next time through. Peace.